What's up? You should be here right now watching our Twitch. What's right now? Sundays and Wednesdays. We're here around 8 o'clock Western Time, p.m. Yeah, I don't know, Pacific Time. I said Western Time. <laughs> Leave it in. Yeah, it's Twitch.com. JD Ramita, drop the beat now. Let's go. Welcome in, guys. This is producer- welcome to Western Time. <laughs> this is producer yes. Ian filling in for JJ. JJ had to visit Mars, so he will not mm. be in tonight. Uh, I'm joined by our very own Shakespeare ourselves, uh, Ryan. No, I'm actually just Will Smith in in uh, Wild Wild West. That's, that's oh, the you're, name I need. you're Will Smith. That's, yeah, I might actually okay, be in well, Halloween. That'd be hilarious. That'd be good. Well, then our resident Tupac over here, uh, Keone, is also with us. Yes, they do call me Machiavelli. So, yeah, I was in. I Juice, usually the movie. I usually strip silence um, for like to get rid of all the pauses. I'm leaving this part in just to let it, you know that we were quiet for that joke. He's very good in Juice, by the way. I just like I'm, impressive. I'm so what glad could have been. Is. Um, Anyways, yeah. Well, why don't we uh, let's get into the news. All right, Keone, you go ahead and do the first bit of news so I can do my notes. Sure. So thankfully, JJ, before starting off on his mission to the Red Planet, he uh, he wrote the news for us. So there you go. Um, first one, Giants running back. Saquon Barkley is day to day, but they do play on Monday night. So we'll keep you updated. That gives him a better chance of playing. But still, it looks like it's a high ankle sprain. So who knows? Then... Packers running backs running back Aaron Jones and wide receiver Christian Watson were limited in Wednesday's walkthrough practice again a Thursday night game so we'll keep you posted before the game happens okay um, wait, wait. but would you play Aaron Jones if he if he plays yes would you play Christian Watson if he plays hmm um I don't know the hamstring Ooh, that's a hard like, one hamstring yeah, for wide no, receiver is, is a bigger deal think that I would play Jones, but man, the do- the Lions defense still keeping good against running backs. They held Bijan to like like less than like fifty yards, something like that. Yeah. So, is that being good against running backs, or is that being good against like kind of a rookie? A rookie. Mm-hmm. Well, Bijan's doing well. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's bad, but I am saying like I'm trying to think of who they played. Uh, week you can two just be against. a little bit more complicated against a rookie who's not who's not used to the NFL Seattle? And, and stop him a bit more. They Walker, face Seattle. Walker went off. You're right. Walker went off. Yeah. So that's like, you know, I, I would play Jones and uh, if I needed to, I'd play Watson. He's been, um, what, three weeks now. How long has it been like almost a month since he's returned. They, I think they took their time. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, I think that's an accurate statement. I also think Watson is more of what does your team need? What does your fantasy yeah. team need? Can you get by High again? Outside. Yeah. Plus, they just lost a couple corners, too. Sorry, keep mm. going. Um, we have, yay, and a, a, a nice piece of news. Lions running back David Montgomery is trending positive for the Thursday night game against the Packers. That is good to hear. I think if he does play, that drops Jameer Gibbs to, you know, probably, I mean, 
I don't see him having that much value if, if Dave Montgomery's in. I think they're both flex plays right now. Yeah, neither, fair neither have been as exciting as we wanted. I mean, so but I David, think- he's put up good numbers when he played David Montgomery. Um, but yeah, yeah I think he scores touchdowns. That's true. Yeah, that's I, fair. I just think they both are high up, like high upside flex plays. Yeah, they could both go off. Yeah, but Jaguars. I don't, think, I don't think both can go off. Uh, you're okay. You're right. Not at the, not at the same week, but they both have a chance of going off. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, but it is clearly one or the other. Jaguars wide receiver Zay Jones is quote a long shot. I don't know if it's a quote or not. Um, is a long shot to play in Week Four. Um, yeah, I, there's other play, there's other people on this team um, that you should be going for versus Zay Jones. Um, yeah, the Dolphins fourth option. Um, the Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddle um, practiced in full on Wednesday, returning from a concussion. So again, he, last week he was on concussion protocol. Um, hopefully it seems like he's trending to be playing um, in this week in a pivotal matchup versus their AFC East rival uh, yeah, Bills. Sorry, yeah, you, everybody, everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah. This game is this is going to be yeah. It's going to suck because it's going to be like it's actually going to be like fourteen thirteen. It's going to hurt our hearts. (laughs) Sure, but we really wanted to be forty four forty. Come on, give it to us again. Yeah, just keep the keep the good times rolling. Uh, Browns running back Kareem Hunt did not practice on Wednesday, so that might bode well for Jerome Ford, um, who looked okay. Last yeah. um, last week, but four touchdowns. To, yeah, it's touchdown dependent, but uh, going against the Ravens, so mm-hmm. I think he could be productive again. Yeah, the the losing after having lost last week, Cowboys uh, <laughs> wide receivers. <laughs> well, you got to rub it in two times. <laughs> <laughs> you know they gotta they gotta be put in their place, even though like it's yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Wide receiver CeeDee Lamb did not practice on Wednesday. It was just said to be a rest day, so nothing really to worry about in terms of injury there. Um, They expect running back Tony Pollard to see a lighter workload after two games of having his highest touch totals in his career. Um, You should don't I still play him, though, like still play Um, both of these guys. uh, You know, they say that and then they look on the field and they realize Tony Pollard's one of the best players on the team. Yeah, so again, they're yeah, like, limited touches. Maybe they mean by limiting uh, rushing touches because sure. so explosive in the past game. I don't see that. So. Yeah, and then don't worry about CD Lamb either. Yeah, um, the Raiders quarterback Jimmy GQ Garoppolo remains in concussion protocol again. This happened last week, so he will likely be out for this week. Just as a you know a standard protocol, consider anybody as we've been saying with concussion out the following week, at least. Ravens running back Justice Hill is dealing with a foot injury and wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. is dealing with an ankle injury. He did not practice on Wednesday. However, Gus Edwards, the other running back, is a was a full tar- participant. So that's good for his. For his. Right. Hmm? He had a concussion last week, too. I believe he was out. Yeah. of Yes. Yeah. I think that's why he left the game. Yes. Qu- so he was a guys. full participant. But I'm sorry, Ian, go ahead. Question no, was my you guys. Is Odell droppable? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Now, see, yeah, it's I, different. I, it's different in our league. Odell's a never <laughs> drop in our league. Sure. No, it's, it's it's Mark Andrews, say flowers, clear one two option there, and then. Well, it's I mostly I just don't just want Kev Word to get Odell. I don't want him to be happy. 
If he wants Odell, he's going to have to trade for him. So that's just, and the thing that's is, thing. is Bateman. Bateman's been productive when he gets his shots. They they pass the ball around. The running backs are all right. You know, yeah, he's droppable. I, I know Justin Justice Hill to me isn't playable yet either. So, mm. but I wouldn't necessarily drop Justice Hill at this I point. Drop him. Yeah, I respect that. I wouldn't drop him either. Uh, Vikings expect running back Cam Akers to be active this week. Again, he got traded to the team, and so it's a new playbook, a new system. You know, it might take a little bit of time for him to get used to it. Well, remember, um, the head coach, O'Connell, coached uh, Cam Akers. Well, there you go. But still, it's his first he, week. But yeah, still, right. that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Titans running back Derrick Henry and wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins both practiced on Wednesday. Traylon Burks was limited with a knee injury. Um, this team has not looked good. So, um, like Derrick Henry, you know, you may still might have to play. I think DeAndre Hopkins, he's pretty low in in my rankings, but a flex play at best. Uh, Panthers quarterback uh, Bryce Young was a full participant on Wednesday, and he's dealing with an ankle injury though. Um, I'm happy for him. But yeah, I'm sad for Alan Thielen. That makes I know a little bit. If 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 Bryce Young does play, I think you drop Adam Thielen a little bit, you know, because it was the it he had the the retirement home connection with uh with yeah yeah that's Andy Dalton and, yeah Andy Dalton yeah. Uh, yeah. Thielen right there respect it that's the old so. guys gotta keep each other alive yeah exactly. <laughs> it's time to eat us, us old guys gotta stick together. <laughs> Chargers running back Austin Eckler participated in a limited manner in Wednesday's practice. Um, we'll see how that progresses, but in our opinion, I think we said they probably are best to leave him out through the bye. But if it's he plays the Raiders and it, the Raiders don't have Jimmy GQ, so now you're going against the Raiders as a backup quarterback. If you can't beat the Raiders with a backup quarterback without Austin Eckler, then I mean you're the Chargers. So hey, yeah, Brandon Staley yeah. will find a way. <laughs> you you also you also have Justin Herbert playing absolute lights out football right now he has like yeah. he's averaging like 300 yards a game or more than that he's like close to 75 percent completion percentage six touchdowns zero interceptions you kind of just gotta you can just ride your guy especially into when they go into the bye week next week mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Week have the, five is their bye week they have the yeah. bye week next yeah. week if they can pull out a win here be two and two going into the bye i think they're happy yeah um saints quarterback Derek carr did not participate um, on when on Wednesday, he's dealing with an AC joint injury. Um, so that's probably be uh, Jameis Winston. Um, but Alvin Kamara is coming back. So, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, would you play him? Alvin Kamara? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think I'm like kind of forced to play him in a league. But I think, you know, Kendry Miller was going was against okay. the Bucks. Going against the Bucks defense. I know. But who you know, let up a lot always of- ha- they have these slugfest type games, and Jameis is famous for throwing interceptions. So that's true. It, we're gonna see a game. I think is tight, and uh, I would play him, but I'm not having the highest hopes. I think it also kind of lowers the ceiling of Michael Thomas. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Chris Olave is safe. Chris, I say Chris Olave. <laughs> Chris Olave is safe. So. All right. Yeah. Here's here's my question, real quick, because I like to stir up some shit sometimes. You have Alexander Mattinson and Jerome Ford and Alvin Kamara. Are you starting AK this week? Okay, what's uh, Osu start bench bench? Because you're not going to cut either one of those guys. 
Uh, okay, well, you could still call it start bench cut, but we're not. I don't think we're cutting any uh, yeah, yeah. those three players. Start bench like, trade. Yeah, start bench trade. Let's do that. Start bench would you know get a, get rid of. So Alexander Mattinson, Alvin Kamara, and Jerome Ford this week and this week alone, not the rest of the season. I'm talking mm-hmm. about this week versus their matchups, which AK I is Buccaneers. Madison is Panthers versus the Panthers, and Jerome Ford is the Ravens. I'm going to start Alexander Madison one last time. I gotta <laughs> let it ride. Mm-hmm. They, you know, he <laughs> got a little bit of boost, you. and I know it hurts week, you. So you know, I should be feeling good. One more week mm-hmm. for Alan Kamara, and mm-hmm. then I'm going to yeah. trade Jerome Ford because I do think Cream Height will take more passing work. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Go ahead, County. So Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson was a full participant in Wednesday's practice, but he remains in concussion, concussion protocol. I don't, to me, that's a little bit confusing. It's because um, concussion protocol just now lasts a certain amount of time. And so, okay. so just being in concussion protocol just means that they are still testing you for a concussion regularly. So the okay. fact that he was able to fully practice, I, I think and- he's playing this week. This wasn't going to be a fight because me and you have already fought about it again. But nine, I have him at nine. You got him at twenty, bro. That Anthony man Richardson. has three rushing touchdowns already. It's because of the concussion protocol stuff. Uh, it's okay. because okay. it's yeah. I if if sure. not, if that not, I think five quarters and has three rushing touchdowns. We're no, on no, a no, phenomenal I, pace. Yeah, it's only because of the concussion stuff, like injury. Like I tend to not like rank hmm. them, and then I'm like, ah, I don't want to rank any of the other quarterbacks. So kind of like. For the time being, I'll rank him that low, and then if he is playing officially, then I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'll move him, I'll move him up. But it's only because of the injury stuff. That's a good sign that people got to check our rankings every day because they do get adjusted regularly. Yes, and in real time, they are adjusted. Um, wide receiver Brandon Ayuk for the Forty Niners was limited in Wednesday's practice. What? Daydreammedia.com for the rankings. <laughs> um, shout that out. Um, uh, he was limited in Wednesday's practice. Debo Samuel mispracticed, dealing with a rib injury and a knee injury, but he's pretty tough. Um, I Hopefully both of these guys play, and if they do, I think you start both of them. Yeah, going against the Cardinals, and I know they won last week, but uh, this is about to be ass open, guys. This is about to be ass open. Great job. Great job. You got your win. You celebrated. This it's is so good, good that it was versus the Cowboys, too. It oh, just made me yeah. so happy. Yeah, they were right. Yeah, they they got their two weeks. It was a little bit scary, you know, how like, oh, they're going to be too big headed. And then they just got deflated. So it's fantastic. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson was limited in Wednesday's practice with a shoulder injury, as well as Jerome Ford running back. Um, I think if both play, um, depending on who you have on your team, you know, they're both startable. There we go. That's what I'll say. Yeah. When Wednesday's the practice to miss, it's mm-hmm. you're, you're a little um, sore, kinda, you know, be be limited. Well, we'll keep it light for you today. We'll be extra rest day instead of just Tuesday. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was limited in Wednesday's practice, dealing with a knee injury. Let's right. Um, <laughs> I think regardless, yeah, can't play. Him. I think we're. I think regardless, Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton is the guy to to play in that offense. In long term, Denzel Mims. So mm, there you and go. He looks phenomenal every time he touches the ball. It's like a deep touchdown, and I know it's like rare, but like that's <laughs> rush strength is throwing the deep ball still. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they're putting Judy in the middle of the field where Russ is weakest. Mm. Weird. Dude, you need to get to so, so weird. 
so weird that the weakest part is is your eye line straight in front of you. Well, it's not. It's because he's too short. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I'm not trying to make fun of it. He's just he's always struggled there. It's yeah. been obvious. And, you know, I, Jerry Jr. needs to get to another team before he could be fancy relevant. Yeah. And then our last piece of news, Cardinals running back James Conner was limited with a back injury at Wednesday's practice. Hopefully he's ready to go by this week's matchup because they are going to need him. Um, otherwise, yeah. Uh, well, all depends, we, I guess. We might, we might get to that. We might have a little in this next bit we might talk about. So, yeah, that's the news. All right, guys. That'll do it for the news. Let's move on to the start sit questions. Academy Award winner. Oh, that is true. He did win the Academy Award. All right. The first start sick question that is coming up into your ear holes right now um, is Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback versus Jared Goff, Detroit Lions quarterback. Which one are you starting this week? So Joe Burrow is going against the Ravens. Uh, he's obviously hurt. And you got Jared Goff in the outside game uh, in Green Bay going against the Packers. Uh, really not great for both sides there. Mm. I'm not in love with either matchup. Joe was able to throw the chase and get it going, but he just doesn't look like the same guy. He's definitely not running. Sorry, Ch- Joe Burrow. I'm sorry, Joe Burrow's going against Tennessee, right? Um, uh, yes. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. That's not bad. I said the Ravens. It's Cleveland. It's Cleveland that's going against the yeah, Ravens. Steve, I, I, know, I know. They're both from Ohio, okay. so, you know. They're, so, let me start. Joe Burrow is going against the Titans. Titans got that filthy defense line. Horrible corners. I know they you know got blown up by Cleveland last week. I think the Bengals win, so I'm going to lean Bengals. But Joe Burrow doesn't look right. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, um, I, I I have these guys close in my in my rankings um, because Joe Burrow is injured. Like, I think this would be a different story if Joe Burrow was healthy, but he is significant. Like, he looks yeah, not the same. Um, and it took him a long time in that game versus the Rams to get going to guys like Jamar Chase. But once he found him, it was you know he he threw to him quite a bit. However, his fantasy production was not ultimately not great. Like they ended up winning the game and I think they'll, you know, this is a real NFL versus fantasy kind of thing. And I think in terms of the real game, Joe Burrow and Cincinnati will probably win. Um, But in terms of fantasy, I don't think his numbers are going to be that great um, because of the injury. Um, And golf, you know, it's always a little bit hesitant to play golf and like we said, it's a Thursday night game, which are always a little funky. Um, but he's finished as a uh, top 20 quarterback each week so far and had a ten, top 10 finish in week two. Um, you know, I his numbers are, are fairly good. And I'm going to actually go with Goff because despite the Thursday night game, I think it's an okay matchup. And um I'd rather have somebody healthy who can sling the ball like Goff we've seen than somebody not healthy who's relying on, you know, like who can play a half-decent good game. Um, so I go Goff. I understand picking Joe Burrow, but I think Goff will get you more fantasy numbers at the end of the day. Ian? The debate I'm having is that 
Joe Burrow, while injured, this is true, played three of the toughest passing defenses in the NFL to start the season. The Browns' defense is playing like lights out. I mean, they have allowed hmm. 335 pass yards and one touch passing touchdown total. They are dominating somehow. Um, the Rams' defense has been overperforming, and even the Ravens' defense is, I think, top 12. They've only allowed 600 passing yards. So I, I'm sitting at a point where I don't know if all of these teams are good defenses yet because it is only week three, or if they've all played just not good quarterbacks and teams yet. Um, well, the Ravens played, you know, two storms. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so the Ravens are, are whatever. I'm not – that's fine. But the Rams have been a, kind of playing pretty no, well, but fair. they've only played Geno. I think it's mostly the Browns. I mean, the Browns just absolutely kind of destroyed everybody. Um on paper, not on paper, sorry, name value, I like Burrow more just because I, it's somebody I would trust more than Goff, but I think i got to go with Goff. Goff's actually performing. He's getting touchdowns. Burrow has two touchdowns total this year. All came in week two. Um, it's just it's just the way Goff just, is different than home Goff. It's improving. Yeah. It's, he doesn't have the hands to be in that cold outside environment. I think, I think Burrow is surprising to say the best bigger boomer bust play this week. I agree with that though. Just because like I said, was he playing good defenses? Is he hurt? Well, he is hurt. Uh, okay, well, is, we okay, is, okay, but is he is he like more hurt than we think he is? Like is it actually bugging him and affecting him? Was it just good defensive play that he's going against? Uh, is he losing is he anything a lot like of that? Training camp and now he's yeah. So it, you don't it can know. be a bunch of things. But the man, the man is Joe Burrow. There's a reason he's so well paid. There's a reason he went to the Super Bowl. The reason he's really good. He man could at any point throw for six touchdowns. Meanwhile, I think Jared and Goff, in Tennessee, the has been getting killed in there. Yeah. Watson looked great. Yeah. Herbert looked yeah. great against him, yeah. even though they end up winning, and then they end up losing. Or Dick Carr looked, had a lot of passing stats, but they couldn't uh, score touchdowns. Yeah. So I, I still think I got to give the edge to Goff just because. Um, if, it depends on your team, actually. I think it really also love, depends on your team. If you didn't love either one of those options, because it kind of sounds like we don't love them, no. would there be an outside streamer that you'd go after? Like a Brock Purdy versus Arizona, who's been, you know, I mean, they could be a blowout time quick there, but two touchdowns and like 200 plus passing yards, almost a guarantee for this man. <sighs> 202. You're right. Daniel Jones or Seattle, and Seattle is basically almost giving up 30-plus points a game. I have both Brock Purdy and uh, Daniel Jones kind of in this mix between these guys. Mm. So they're all within the same, like, four spots of each other. You also have Jordan Love ranked high, and I thought Jordan Love, finally, if he gets his pieces back, he could be another guy that you could play there, too. So That's true. All right, real quick, looking at ESPN... I'm going to just drop down to only only quarterbacks 50% or less rostered. That leaves mm-hmm. Matt Stafford, Kenny Pickett, CJ Stroud, Derek Carr, Kyler, no, sorry. Baker Mayfield, Jimmy GQ, Bryce Young, Sam Howell, Mac Jones, Tannehill, Ritter, Zach no. Wilson. Okay, no, no, keep stop, stop. Okay, no those options at that point you play Joe or Goff. Or yeah. Golf. yeah, I mean, uh, if you have Jordan Love, I mean, even Jared Goff is 57% rostered. Jordan Love is mm. right behind him at 56.9. So, hell, nah, Brock Purdy right. is more rostered than Jared Goff uh, in ESPN. Mm. He's 69.5. Point, point 
Nice. So Georgia just picked him up. Yeah. He's been playing this week. Hmm. Yeah. All okay. right. So I think we, I think Jared Goff won that one. Me yeah, and Keone? Two to one. Yeah. Okay. Next one up, we have James Connor running back for the Arizona Cardinals versus Chris Godwin wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this is another kind of tough one. I have so, them both r- ranked relatively the same in their yeah. p- position. James Conner is going against the 49ers, and the Bucks are going against the Saints. Baker looked like Baker last week. Mm-hmm. And Chris Godwin is not the number one like we thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. It is Mike Evans, and mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go James Conner. He, he is, I mean, a huge part of this offense. Him, Zach Ertz are like two old dudes, and you... <laughs> They are riding together, and he looks good, and he's been – doesn't matter what type of defense he plays. Again, last week versus the Cowboys, he had a rushing touchdown. Uh, they're passing the ball. As long as he's healthy, I think I have to start him. I hinted at it earlier. I, I'm not – Chris Godwin's letting us down. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely 100% agree with this. Um, you know, it's a tough San Francisco defense. They have Nick Bosa, but to, to kind of do the equivalent – the Cowboys had Micah Parsons. You know, both are tremendous. Yeah, like, but I mean, I know. Yeah. Had Fred Warner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greenlaw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> forgot a few names. <laughs> it's a much tougher defense. Um, you are right. Um, but we saw he, as soon as he got through the line and we he went to the second level, James Conner was gone. Like he, like eight yards. Um, whereas Chris Godwin, it's been the Mike Evans show in Tampa Bay. And he has been gasping for relevancy, unfortunately, and much to, you know, our preseason, like at least my preseason um, predictions. Me too. I was off on them. Prognostications. Um, and surprise, like the New Orleans Saints are a, you know, stingy pass defense. Um, they've um, they've been fairly decent. Um, and I think. Chris Godwin's only has like a few catches around 50 yards and yeah, just not good. He, he has um, 13 receptions, but he has only 19 targets. Well, Mike yeah. Evans has 28 targets and yeah. he's averaging less than 50 yards a game. And so yeah, it's just, it's just yeah. not there for Chris Godwin right now. No, I, I'm going to disagree with your saints are a stingy, def- stingy pass defense. They're decent pass defense. I I think they have been severely helped by the talent they have faced. Okay, and they're being helped again. They're playing Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I no, <laughs> yeah. I don't I know, fully I know. agree. I mean, I do understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, they're being helped, but I, they are a defensive led team. This is this is this is not the argue. I'm not making an argument for um like for Chris Godwin. It's James Conner. It's not even fucking close. This one's a very easy one for me. But I, I just don't want I don't want it to be put out there that the Saints are a stingy pass defense when they faced <laughs> Bryce Young, Ryan Tannehill, and, I mean, Jordan Love has been doing good. okay. They yeah. haven't ha- allowed a single team to go over 20 points, again, 20 no. points yet. No, they haven't. And they might not for another few weeks. <laughs> Bucks, Patriots, Texans, Jaguars. Even the and Jaguars, honest, are, Jaguars are 50-50. Honestly, <laughs> they might the not. Colts. They might not allow twenty points until we hit the Vikings November twelfth. No, but mm. I think the Colts run the ball so well that uh, yeah. 
They just keep. I don't know. I mean, they look. Mm. They're doing one. The only thing with running the ball so well is it just takes like two fumbles, and suddenly you've just killed. Mm. You know, twenty minutes of possession yeah, time. <laughs> and one now, turnover kills like like it's your like eight oh lit, we yeah it's like oh we just drove down and we'd got so much time off the clock and it's like and you fumbled so congrats. Mm. Uh, did we all go Connor on this one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, I that one's not even close to me. Um, all right, next one, David Njoku versus Baltimore. Um, he's Cleveland's tight end, right? Um, yes. Or Luke Musgrave, tight end for the Packers versus Detroit. Spend $50 and get Sam Laporta. Oh, too late. <laughs> I got him. Ah, sorry. Uh, you know, I'm going to go. Man, this is really rough. Really mm. rough here. Hmm. Shouldn't have let shouldn't have let a tight end fall in your draft. No, it's not like tight end. I don't like great in general. I shouldn't um, let a tight end. I'm fall. I'm, I'm going to go Nujoku here again. The mm. Packers are getting all their guys back. So where does that put Musgrove in the rotation? Um, so uh, I know that David Nujoku is probably like third option. You know, there's he yeah. red zone touchdown. I just. Um, I think that was Musgrove. only has like I think nine receptions for ninety yards. It's. I mean, it's, don't get uh, me wrong. Musgrave has eleven receptions for one hundred and twenty-four, but I I think you're right. Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are coming back, and Aaron Jones eats checkdowns. And actually, Aaron Jones is like one of the most checkdowned running back in the red zone, which is kind of wild to me. Like they, I don't know if it's design plays or if it is truly a check down, but he does the get right side. David Joku caught ten of his eleven targets. Hmm. That's pretty good. You know, that's a pretty good high cash percentage. I actually don't know if I like. That. I don't. I don't know <laughs> if that's a good like thing. It. You don't no, because like it. it's you like oh, you don't good catch percentage, but only eleven targets. Hmm. Oh. Again, yeah, um, he's been playing a lot of storms, and they're probably gonna play a Nate game. Again, I made that joke earlier, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Musgrave. I know it's like on a, a Thursday night, and he's a tight end, so it's like you get a weird game and a weird position. You know, it's weird on weird. It's like trying to find out, you know, the end to an M Light Shyamalan movie. Luke Mus- Musgrove, that's hilarious. It's Musgrave. Hey, who's yes. Musgrove? The, the Padre pitcher? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I knew it. My bad. Um, My bad, Musgrave. Sorry. Yeah, buddy. it's you know, you at a certain point, you just have to like give in and go along for the ride on I'm a Thursday night with a tight end. Now, because I said um, the guy's name wrong so many times. <laughs> but yeah, I don't like either of these guys. Um, I don't think you're going to get great production out of either of them. Um, you know, so maybe try and find somebody else, but. <sighs> Ian, do that fifty percent thing for tight ends. Let's, I was already doing it. Um, all right, fifty percent. So Dalton Kincaid is fifty four point seven, and mm, then no. he's the line. Mm. So below that, uh, Gerald Everett, thirty three point five percent. Mike Williams is gone. Mike Williams is gone. I, would, I might love that, and they're going against the Raiders. What I about also, Parham? I also saw Gerald Everett catch a fucking screen pass. This man is not right. athletic enough to catch it. Like he's not he's not a screen pass catching tight end. That's like Kyle Pitts and Travis Kelsey, like Mark Andrews, like that form of athleticism. 
Gerald Everett should not be doing that. He's just he's just a man that's hard to tackle. That's it. Um, Chigo Okonokwo. No. Okonkwo. 20, Okonkwo. Yeah, 27.1. Luke Musgrave is 24.3. Juwan Johnson, mm-hmm. 22.6. Jake Ferguson, 21. Hayden Hurst, 15.5. Jake Ferguson, maybe. Jake Ferguson, another guy who is getting a lot of targets in the red zone. Uh, hmm. I'll actually look that up. So he's probably top in tight end department. They just look at him over and over there. Give me also, here's, if, here's the real one. Here's if Bryce the Young, real possible one. Taysom Hill, 10.3. With with Carr, uh, Carr being out, Taysom Hill might, you know, be the guy. Carr's um, out. But so I think you can go either. I think you can go Taysom Hill. Um, what's his What's his face? Taysom Hill, um, Jack Parham. Ferguson. Parham Jake is Ferguson. 2.7. Donald Parham. And okay. I, so yeah, Ferguson, um, Taysom Hill. Um, there was another name you had in there. Um, Hayden Hurst, Gerald Hayden Everett. Hurst. If Bryce Young is back, Hayden Hurst might be a viable option as well. Oh um, my God, Donald Par, Donald Parham. I know we kind of want to say it, but this man is literally only touchdowns. at the two yard line. This man has thirty three <laughs> yards, six receptions, three touchdowns. Wild. Um, so there's your answer. Go with um, get a different tight end. <laughs> Jake Ferguson has nine targets in the red Ooh. zone. Oh, okay. oh, okay. I was like, four receptions, fuck? only one touchdown. At, he is number one. It's Hawkinson, Kelsey, and then he's at that point, it's prime at four. They're in a tier of his own. They are, if you want someone, if you need a high upside person, and you would say your, to, your team is dominant, I would pick up a Jake Ferguson. Hope I get the touchdown because you have a very high percentage. Their offense targets tight ends. It always has Dak loves tight ends. All right. And Brandon Cooks looks washed. Uh, okay. I think that'll do it for our start sit. Let's mm-hmm. get into our Saturday scuffles. So this is where... I like showdowns so much more. Can we just... Okay, Saturday mean. showdowns. All right. It can be... I mean, scuffles is this cool. Is, this changing. is where the weekly rankings come out, and we determine two people. We determine uh, fights over... Uh, differences in opinions for the week. So the first one we have up is about DeAndre Swift. Ryan has him at 13. Keone has him at three. Round one, fight. Well, I love Swift. I love the Eagles. I love watching him play. He looks explosive behind his offensive line, back-to-back games over 130 yards. He has one touchdown. He can get to the one-yard line, and yes, what's going to happen. Jalen Hurts is going to take that ball. And he's going to put it in the end zone. The tush push. And he Swift is getting barely any passing work. And so you are going against a Washington team where the strength is the front four. I know the Eagles can run the ball anyone. But if they do struggle to run the ball, and I think this is going to be a game that they do pass the ball more, I think that leaves Swift out. And I have him as a you know RB2, and I'm kind of – iffy on that as well i i just see the production i want to play him i want him to be that high but there's just not a ceiling for him to be a top three running back you know you gotta catch passes or get touchdowns your 26 yard run from the 40 to the you know to the 40 is cool but that gives it 2.6 points i need something i need some more you know it's just 
He's a very good running back behind a very good offensive line on a very good team. Where are the touchdowns? I can agree with you on a good amount of those aspects, um, but it's not like he hasn't, you know, sniffed this before. He has finished as the RB4 and 15 over the last two weeks, and he faces an opponent who has allowed over 128 rushing yards per game, and this Eagles team loves to run the ball. I think their defense can bully Washington and have a good amount of possessions for DeAndre Swift to get the ball. Now, I know Gainwell is back, and that will likely cause his snap count to go down like it did last week. It went from around 75% in week two to around 55% in week three. However, he is doing a lot with the ball still. Over the past two weeks, he has rushed for over seven yards per carry and has an average of 22 carries per game in that span. Now, if I do the math correct, that adds up to about over 150 yards. And like you said, that is an incredible point about his touchdowns, because if they get, you know, if they are on the goal line, it's going to be Jalen Hurts. But you're hoping and, you know, I can believe that he can get a touchdown, get into the end zone this week, along with those yards, um, just because of the amount of volume that I think but they're t- going to be getting. Talk about the receptions, five receptions for 14 yards, County. This guy is a pass catcher. That come on, I just you you got to talk about that. There has to be no, something. I know they about. they they don't pass the ball to him, but still over 150 yards and a touchdown. That's still a really 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 good like top performance. And this O line is just is tremendous. You know we know that. Um, yeah, I I just think he can be a top five person against the against Washington because of the volume that they're going to get. And just because he's been dynamic, he is a skinny, dynamic version of Nick Chubb right now. Yeah, right. And Nick Chubb is very good, but Nick Chubb mm-hmm. is just like really good NFL player. But if he did not get that touchdown, he just wasn't that great of a fantasy player. And we saw that as well. And so I, I, I think in my mind, the the tush push is so huge because most. Most running backs in the NFL, most, uh, especially if they're like leading the team, they're they're the number one. If it's inside the two or three yard line, they they're typically, getting one attempt at least. They they typically get one attempt. And Alexander I, Madison got like four and didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, man, man's was getting destroyed two yards behind the line of scrimmage every time. But I think the difference is is in Philly. The second they hit anywhere closer than the three yard line. The game plan is essentially just have Jason Kelsey hold the ball between his legs for for Jalen Hurts to get the touchdown. Like, so that's what scares me is this man has to score from at least five yards out, which five yards isn't bad. But and in, three times he's done it from the six yard line and he fell out the one three times. Yeah, in in reality, the, it, it's just hard. So like his game last week, one hundred and thirty yards, fantastic rushing day. That equals thirteen points. That's it. He had thir- he had, and that's RB two. He had just, he had fourteen point eight because he had one hundred and thirty rush yards, one reception, another point, and then eight rush uh, eight receiving yards. So fourteen point eight, unless you do fifteen, whatever. So it's just like I think that while that's a very good game for him and he can get it again, fourteen point eight is closer to running back thirteen than it is running back three. And you put you put him on any other offense that doesn't do the fucking just 
you know, we're going to out, out strength you guys. I would, I would be like, yeah, he can probably get a touchdown, but you know, he has to get a touchdown from farther than like four He would have four touchdowns. Like that's the type of stuff he would have, but he would be the number one running back in fantasy. Yeah. It's not even like they do the play a lot. It is that that is their only game plan once they hit the two yard line. It's it's to the point where the media has a talking has a talking point about should they ban that play because it's no. bad for the game of football. They should not. This O line is good enough that regardless of somebody pushing Jalen Hurts from behind, they're getting. No, I'm not getting in the argument. I'm just saying like they're yeah. it's starting the talk of like. This could be bad for the game of football because it takes the element of surprise out of the game where, oh, if they just need one yard, they're going to get it every time. Be, be better. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, no, hey, hey, hey. Not making it also, so I got to give it to Ryan on that one. Other teams, if they could do it, they would do it. Exactly. Exactly. They just, this is where the, that's where the skill comes in. And just like the, you know, anyways, anyways, all right. Anyways, next fight. Hey, I personally, I don't like it. I don't like the play, but I'm not sitting there like ban it. It's more of just like, you know me, I, I like to see new things all the time. Sure, so sure. I just don't like being like, oh, they're at the one. I can go get. I can go to the bathroom right now because I know Jalen Hurts is just going to get shoved in. So. And that's, I think, the only reason why they want to ban it. Not yeah, because of the football. It's because of money reasons. You know, anyways. Um. All right. Let's move on to round two fights. This one, once again, it's Keone versus Ryan, but they have Calvin Ridley ranked different. Keone has him at 25, and Ryan has him at 11. So, round two, fight. Um, I, this is one where I kind of like had to keep dropping him, even though like I like Calvin Ridley. Um, just I had guys ahead of him that I think could do better. I had Olave. Um, I had At Atwell, which I'll talk about more in the next segment. I had St. Brown. I had um, Devonta Smith. I had Flowers. I even had Sutton. Um, I could probably switch him around with you know a few of those guys, but I don't have him as a top Did you know you wide receiver. Sutton? Sutton, Cortland Sutton. The Bears are awful. Like, yeah, the Broncos are also awful. What? Okay. I'm yeah, sorry. but but That's Sutton is. A, no, no, no. So you're right. You're right. Let's keep going with Calvin Ridley. <laughs> you Cortland Sutton ranked higher than Calvin Ridley? Perhaps. Um, All right, Ryan wins this one again. Let's move on to the I next. I said segment. I could, I could switch them around in any order per se. It's just a matter of how you do rankings. Somebody has to, you know, you can't have them at the same spot. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. Anyways, I don't have him. Regardless, I don't have him as a top wide receiver um, versus Atlanta, um, which Atlanta, by the way, has allowed the fourth fewest passing yards in the league so far. And although the Jaguars do tend to pass quite a bit they've been sort of in a funk the past two weeks um especially ridley who has finished as the wide receiver 81 and 66 respectively um he is being tar- like he is being targeted but out of his 15 targets in weeks two through three he's caught five of them for 72 total yards and no touchdowns um he has cooled off significantly um since week one and i think it's going to stay that way um, in London, um, bit of the old yips. If I do say so myself, don't give him, don't give up him and don't give up on him entirely though. I mean, I think he'll be around low end wide receiver two, which is basically where I have him. Um, but certainly not a wide receiver one, how you have him this week. 
Oh, there's nothing sweeter than revenge. It's time. Revenge game is here. Calvin Ridley. Yes, you're right. He's had two last luck lackluster weeks. But he has three drops, and they're probably all been touchdowns. If he catches those balls, catches those touchdowns, we are not worried about his production. He has 26 targets through three games. He's going to London, where the Jags are basically a home team there. They play there basically every year. They have the whole organization knows what to do. Going against a team in Atlanta that traded Ridley, that, you know, they could have brought him back. Why didn't, why didn't they want to bring him back? He was part of the organization. They moved on from him. They didn't want him. They, tra- they, they drafted Drake London. They wanted Kyle Pitts. They wanted to run the ball. He didn't fit the scheme. Ridley's a top receiver, and he knows it. He comes out this week, and I'll predict the score right now. Nine receptions. A buck fifty. He's making up for those drops, baby. Two touchdowns against his former team. AHRL don't know what's going to happen. And I'll put a fancy bet on it, Keone. Uh, I'm going to miss it. Like, it's going to be a morning game, and I don't want to get up that early. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm not going to wake up that early either. I'll, what do you, what the fuck you mean, Ryan? Early. We play basketball on Sunday morning. Yeah, I know. I you're know. Miss so I might be watching it anyways. Yeah, you're going to miss, what, the first quarter? Because you'll be up at like 7, 720? Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's true. Um, if we're going argument's sake, I think Keone had the better argument. Um, like give me the narrative sake. <laughs> no, because I, I think you, I think you had a lot of showmanship, but you didn't actually have sustenance behind your argument. That's the thing. You just kind of said he will do this. And it's like, eh, I was uh, doing a lot of yelling. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you, it, it sounded good. You were trying to sell me, but it was just like, Oh, this man didn't actually say, say a lot. Um, I think Keone had the better argument, but I agree with Ryan's ranking targets, more. Though. I agree with Ryan's ranking way more, though. Um, I think that I think the Jags have just been playing like shit the past. Yeah, two there's weeks. really like, nothing wrong. Weird. I don't know how. Like, they're just the Jags are playing sloppy. Yeah, yeah. and he really has dropped two touchdowns at least. Mm. Yeah, I dropped two touchdowns. I I think so. It's it's hard to say who won the the. The scuffle, the sorry, the okay. showdown. Because we'll like, let, we'll let the fans decide. I'm gonna be honest, Keone. If you had him at like 18, you would yeah. have won that one. But I, 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 think I could in theory. You have him at a wide receiver three right now. I know. I that's why I said like in in um in I could exchange him with any of those guys. It's just be it'd be tough to like who do I you know yeah. put him ahead. That's fine. Um, you have the better yeah, argument theory, though. You have the better you you you. You would have sold me better um, mm. if I wasn't already kind of bought into Ryan's. Kevin really tied for third in red zone targets. Yeah, Again. no, I, yeah. probably tied to first in red zone drops. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, that'll Nick do. Ferguson it. also tied for first in red zone drops. <laughs> he has three of. Oh, that'll goodness. that'll do it for our uh, our fantasy fights. Sorry, our mm. Saturday showdowns. Let's move on to a segment called Point Line and Trend. Look at this graph. It's so good. Stand it. It's so fucking Oh, the memeage. Um, Keone anyways. came up with this one so he gets to explain it. I did. Yeah. Um, I should. Uh, so basically, when you have um, one point is like, or one dot is a point, two is a line, but three 
is a trend. So whenever you're creating data, you need at least like three points to, you know, have some type of, of not necessarily definitive, but like, Oh, here's something that's happening. Um, obviously more points is, is better, but you'd need at least three to get some semblance of, of what's happening and for a trend to appear out of the data. And so that's where this comes in. And, uh, my, trend so far because we've had three weeks in the season so far um my trend based off this initial um entering of the the data is tutu atwell gets targets there's your headline um while all the fantasy talk surrounding the rams has been around puka nakua um and rightfully so you know setting records for the amount of targets he's getting you know in the first few games and all that sort of stuff uh, let us not miss the other trend that is happening with this Rams offense. They are incredibly pass happy this season. In fact, they are ranked second in the NFL in passing attempts with 126. They are only behind the 0-3 Minnesota Vikings. Um, <laughs> but, and that is not, um, not only benefiting Mr. Nakua, but also benefiting wide receiver Tutu Atwell who has been very consistent on the year so far in week one, he had eight targets in week two, he had nine targets. And in week three, he also had nine targets Um, in the, in game one of 2023, he had nearly 120 yards and finished as the wide receiver 15 in week two. He had nearly 80 yards finished lower as the wide receiver 31 Um, in week three. He finished as the wide receiver 19. He had a touchdown. Um, with another one taken back due to penalty, unfortunately, um, or, you know, um, but now week two might sound like a bit of an outlier in terms of like, you know, um, that, you know, it's 15, 31, 19. It's like, whoa. However, like in terms of fantasy points, he had just over 15 fantasy points in that week, which is a great game for a guy like him. Who's a wide receiver two slash flex option. Um, Tutu Atwell has been graceful like a ballet dancer and has been pirouetting all around uh, this, you know, for his solid fantasy performances. Um, this team loves to pass the ball. And when they're not looking for Nakua, they go to Atwell, um, at least until Cup comes back. So at least for now, very positive trend for Tutu Atwell. All right. Next for me, it's going to be the fall of the Titans. This offense has been horrendous. Starting off with the star running back, Derrick Henry, averaging 53 yards a game and only has one rushing touchdown, has zero games over 81 rushing yards. Uh, and the worst part is he's playing the backfield more than ever, has two games of playing under 50% of snaps. Um, Tannehill, who looks even worse than Henry, has one passing, passing touchdown and three interceptions in three games. He looked, At this rate, he's probably going to get benched by week eight. Uh, he also has two games under 200 passing yards, and the only game he went over it was against the Chargers. Man, the Chargers Ooh. are the Chargers. Are the Chargers. <laughs> Hopkins is hurt and getting playing with a horrible, horrible quarterback. He's his receptions have gone down every week, uh, seven four, and he finished last week with three. And in the game that they lost, 27 to three, he only had seven targets. Uh, no one else on this team has more than 100 receiving yards. And the only guy uh, I think that I would really want to roster is Tajay Spears, simply because he is the backup and he's playing on those passing towns. 
This team does not look good. I don't think they're going to win that many games. And to be honest, it's time that you trade Derrick Henry because I understand that he's, he was your second-round pick and you want to wait it out till winter, but he's gonna, you're not going to be able to wait. If you're playing this guy every week and he's not scoring a touchdown and he isn't getting any targets, which I think last week he had zero receptions, uh, it's just not really an offense you want to be a part of. This team is floundering. Again, their only win, they lost, they have, I think, in their last uh, three, sorry, four games, so even going back to last season, they have like 10 field goals and three touchdowns. Mm. Right? It, this <laughs> is not a team you want on your fantasy roster. Like, oh, Burks, droppable to me. Hopkins, I'm getting rid of, I'm trying to put in two for one. Henry, can I use namesake and try to get. The guy who's not truly paying attention, let me see if I can sneak up and get maybe a, man, a RB2 that's maybe a little more consistent, uh, maybe in a better offense. I don't even know. I'll, I'll figure that part out. Let me give you a few minutes. but Because <laughs> I want to get good value. I don't want to rush you. But this, if the, are they going to – he couldn't even get 100 yards versus the Chargers defense. Like, <laughs> that was a lock. That was a lock, and we've been playing. We've been ranking this guy as a top ten RB. I had a low. I lowered him RB. Uh, I think he's uh, outside my RB ten now. It's just this offense is horrible. I think you can keep one person on your roster from this team, and I think it's Ryan Tannehill because uh, he's going to have to go back to being a wide receiver since uh, he's been playing such dog shit at quarterback lately. So. I mean, that's again, a joke. For, they lost twenty-seven to three last week. I, they've they've been absolutely atrocious. Um, of course, they beat the Chargers because the Chargers find a way to lose those games. <laughs> like they, honestly, the Chargers find a way to lose games with with such precision. It's uh, quite mm. amazing, especially with very skilled. Um, all right, my trend is um, it's actually gone over for years, but it is uh, Baker Mayfield is who we thought he would who we thought he is. Mm. Uh, this one is mostly because we were all very high on Chris Godwin. Um, and we, th- we were a little bit lower on Mike Evans, uh, thinking that Mike Evans might kind of regress towards the mean of what Baker Mayfield does. But in reality is Baker Mayfield can't support multiple uh, targets. Mm. And apparently Chris Godwin's not that target. It is Mike Evans. Uh, so far this year, Mike Evans has double the yards on only four more receptions. So Baker Mayfield's just not tossing Chris Godwin the ball downfield. Godwin's averaging less than 50 yards a game. He's averaging 4.3 receptions a game. He has no touchdowns. Mike Evans at least has three. Um, It's just not... Godwin is there to catch the ball, get nine yards for a first down, and then move on. And that only happens four to five times a game. Um, So... I, I, I'm really upset with him. He's underperforming. Uh, but it, it does look like Mike Evans uh, is him still. So it is well, also the problem kind is of, they also go against Saints, and then uh, you know what happens to Mike Evans versus Marshall Lattimore. So they'll <laughs> yeah. even out. Yeah. Don't, but yeah, don't get me wrong. I do but agree. Like, it's, th- it's three games already. It would be completely different if, like, it'd be no, way different if at, least, if at least uh, Godwin has had one game where it's like, you know mm. what? 
at that point, it's, you know, like, like Keone said, the point, the line, the trend. If he had, like, one game first was really good or, like, the second game was really good and the other two were kind of bad, it was like, okay, well, you know what? There's still that one point that says he could be good, but it's, these are three games where he's not doing anything. Yeah. So, like, I think I said earlier, Mike, Mike Evans, 28 targets, Chris Godwin, only 19. So, like, like the four receptions yeah. is crazy, but it's just the targets. The volume yeah. matters so much. Opportunity. And wide receivers' volume, it, it's so huge. So, um, yeah, I think that's our point line trend. Uh, I think that'll also do it for the podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening in. Of course, you can always watch these live on twitch.tv slash daydreamermedia. That's Sunday nights after after the games, um, sometimes towards the end of the Sunday night game. And then Wednesday nights, usually around 8 o'clock, we, we go live on these, answer questions, talk to anybody. You can ask us any question, honestly, and we'll try to answer it. Uh, don't forget to look at us on fantasydaydreamers.com. FF Daydreamers on all other socials. Um, anything else for you guys? Just uh, stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.